0: I got business in Tokyo and my challenges are going unanswered. My contracts sent back unsigned, my phone calls unanswered. And then I show up here today and I noticed that the second, the
1: second, I don't have the IWGP United States Championship around my waist anymore. Now you wanna put your pretty little face on TV, Tanahashi. Now you wanna show up on Dynamite with your stupid little ponytail. You know you've been dodging me for months, running from me for months. my people don't know that, do they? You know what, Tanahashi? Screw you. You don't get to wrestle me, you're dead to me. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes through the forbidden
0: door. I am the freaking forbidden door. You know what, Tanahashi? Maybe you're the only smart one here. Maybe I should give you some credit. Maybe you learned from your boy Nagata and from your boy Suzuki exactly what happens. Because the forbidden door might be open, but ain't nothing good waiting for y'all on the other side.
2: It's AEW coming to the United Center in Chicago, August 20th, the first dance for Rampage. I'll be in Chicago.
0: You know, I've been around a lot of men in this world that have laid claim to how they're the greatest. And there's only one place to really prove that, right here in AEW, even if you think you are the best in the world. Good shit.
2: Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm gonna have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs>
0: I wanna be a podcaster. Yay!
2: Is my I name him Kenta? I'm gonna
0: call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording.
2: What a dick. Come with me!
0: I'd cease and <laughs> to assist me. I'd see some me <laughs> hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of
2: game is it? War games.
0: That war. War
2: games. You're impressionists. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog.
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Jinx! Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules? The rules are simple. We record on Mondays, and then we air this show on Wednesdays. And usually when we record on Mondays, we get together at a very specific time, but apparently I'm the only one who gives a shit about the rules. There are rules, ODM. Anyway... You know that every week, here on Wednesdays, we bring you top of wrestling, we bring you top moments, top movies, and two goddamn handsome top podcasters. I am the professor. So that's that's what you call me. That or uh, his professorness, or prof, or el professorino, if you're into that whole brevity thing. Glad that you guys could all be here this week once again. Last week was fun talking about the top matches at SummerSlam, and next week our top topic is going to be SummerSlam events as promised. And of course, if you think some of the things I have said so far seem odd, it's because as always we do our movie quotes of the week, and last week life was like a box of chocolates as we did Forrest Gump. But you said I kind of gave it away with a song by uh, Weird Al. But I think that maybe, maybe not. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into everything, I cannot wait to talk about some of the biggest news that I never actually thought was really going to happen and I'm so happy about in so many weird ways. But we got to bring him in. ODM Joe Rizzo.
2: Eight-year-olds, dude.
0: <laughs> hey, he's not eight years old, but hey, thank you, ODM Junior. Thanks for listening, man. That's Vinny, ODM Junior. Uh, he's not eight years old, but hey, we we appreciate him listening every week. I'm so glad that he's one of our been six loyal our listeners. Show. Sixteen. i was like 60 sounds good i'm like let's bring it back down to the teens
2: (laughs) i got a 16
0: Um, year old i absolutely i'm sorry i had to bust your balls there about we recorded yeah man you know
2: it is what it is
0: i saw you cracking up it made me laugh uh we're about an hour and a half later than we normally are when it comes to recording because odm had to have a couple two-tree... Uh, Oat sodas. What, what, what is it? Oat yeah, sodas. Yeah, but no, what's the, the white drink? Oh, White Russian. Movie? White Russian, there you go. I had to have a couple of those with the uh, the boss. Hey, man, I, I got, got a beverage here. <laughs> shut the fuck up, ODM. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite part of the week. That's all I've wanted to do for like ever since we decided this movie. That's all I've wanted to do is just tell you to shut the fuck up. And I'm going to do that several times this week, which is even better. But I promise you the aggression will not stand.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We did a tandem there. (laughs) I like
0: that. Um, I I see that we we have, uh, it says this week in news, but it says, Something very different here. What, what do you have before we even get into news?
1: Yeah,
2: man. So I just wanted to get into some shit. You know, I saw, you know, I wake up in the morning. It's funny, man. I'm a fucking loser. I got no life, you know, but I wake up and I I got fucking 50. He doesn't have a job, by the way. He's not just like a loser who lives in his mom's basement.
0: You're like, I'm a loser. I got hey man, nothing going on. I got my own ever.
2: basement, okay? I don't need my mom's basement. You know what makes a man? Is, you know, Is that like someone who's doing the right thing? Yeah. I'm just going to go look for an ATM real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> if Frank can't watches, watch that. He's got to pay 100 <laughs> So, listen, I woke uh-huh. up this morning, looked on Twitter, and I saw a news story. And I was like, holy shit, it was clickbaity. And then it was immediately like, oh, no, that's not real. So I just wanted to, and it just kind of made me reflect on what we do here. And listen, I don't think we've ever done anything wrong here as far as what we talk about, because ultimately when we talk about shit in the news, we're talking about shit that we're getting third hand. We say it in our bumper. We're not in the business. We've got no inside sources. We're reporting shit as we hear it from other sources, and we do our best to quote those sources. You know, we're we're not breaking any news here. We're just telling you what we hear. And by the time the podcast airs, it's probably old news anyway. But that's what we do. We want to talk about the shit that's current as of the time of this recording. So I just want to say that because, you know, we're not a breaking news site. We're just talking about shit that we hear and we do our best to quote it. So don't look to us to be the end-all be-all of, what is actually happening in the wrestling world we say it in our bumper we don't work in the business we're getting our news third hand we're just talking about it we're bringing it up and if it's some weird bullshit that like is unsubstantiated we try our best not to talk about it i try to only put shit in and so do you professor that is has merit to some degree so I just wanted to clear that up just based on the shit that I saw this morning, made me think about it, wanted to put it out there, clear it out, clear the air and the top of wrestling abides. I was
0: just going to say that professor abides. That's absolutely perfect timing. And honestly, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. We, I don't like to report anything or say anything unless and I don't say report like you guys rely on us. Like we said, you know what not I mean that you don't, but even if you were, uh, well, sooner or later, you're going to have to face the fact that you're a moron. But really, at the end of the day, you're... No, I'm just kidding. You, I Actually, if you really do get the top of wrestling, or top of wrestling is the one that provides you news, wow, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Highly doubtful. <laughs> um, we are housebroken. At least I am.
2: Obviously, you're not a golfer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However... We do not like to, like, I like, to, I stick to only like two to three main sites that have never generally done me wrong. I'll stick to a couple of sites and I'm like, so this is happening? I'm like, ah, oh, that seems like a lot of bullshit. And, and then once you start to just read the comments, you'll see certain people are like, this place is bullshit. Don't trust this site. And I'm like, is it, or are you just being anti Roman, anti this, anti whatever the, the, Part, you know, where the piece is on. But no, I absolutely am with you. I like to, if we bring you top shit, we bring you things that are really happening. (laughs) So I appreciate that. But what is the biggest news that happened, unbelievably, on Saturday morning? I could not believe it.
2: Yeah, man, Uh, I don't think it gets much bigger than this. It's funny because we haven't really talked about him much lately, and it seems like we should have just due to his absence. And fucking Bray Wyatt's been released by the WWE. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'm going to listen. I know you're excited to talk about this, so I'm going to go on a quick rant, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to shut my mouth, and I'm going to let you run with this. Okay, brother? Hey, you know what? I had a rough night, and I hate the. Fucking I WWE. hate the fucking Eagles.
0: <laughs> I say the WWE on that one, but I also say thank you to them. But I do want to hear your opinion first. This is again. Um, I listened to our show last week. I had a little bit of time, and I did listen to that. I like that part where you said, you know, I. Um, you, you had mentioned uh, you wanted to save it for the podcast. I had a couple of quick words that we mentioned with NWA on the side when we talked about it, but there's a lot of things I saved for the podcast, so I'm glad that you're about to do the same thing and go on a rant. So, your mic,
2: please. All right. So the the official reason given by WWE is budget cuts. Um, uh, they actually just posted their quarterly numbers, and I believe it was 235 million. I could be off on that, but um, you know, to you and I, that doesn't seem like a a Small amount to them, it may, but uh, here's the thing it, it, it's Bray Wyatt. Okay, forget the fact that he's a prodigy, forget the fact that he's the son of Mike Rotunda, aka IRS, aka VK Wall Street, as we chronicle the Monday Night Wars from 25 years ago. So far, um,
0: he may be VK NWO. Yeah, so who knows?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he comes out as Husky Harris, okay, forgettable. The Nexus okay forgettable the you know the least you know excitable character of that stable but then you've got bray white and the white family I mean really next to the shield maybe what's the most memorable stable from the last 20 years
0: I was gonna say 10 to 20 years easily and and what's crazy is as you just said wyatt family I'm like I literally just started shaking my head. I'm like, "How did that ever go wrong? I don't get it." How? I mean, like, does that go wrong? You had wrong? people singing. He, you have the. Uh, he's got the whole world <laughs> in his hands at WrestleMania, and then you have him doing that—that that little boy that did it with the choir thing that was creepy as fuck. But then, like, the biggest thing that you ever did wrong was first you made Cena beat him. But how did you ever screw that up? That was a very awesome stable, like you just said, like next to the Shield, probably your best stable. Uh, In WWE, Undisputed Arrow would be your next thing, but that was because it was in NXT. I won't count that. Wyatt family, absolutely. But it's like, how did you mess it up? You even added a force, a huge monster. You could have saved Braun Strowman for years I- until down the road where you need to do some real damage with him. And like, they just, they were stupid with it. But of course, same with Bray. So I'm sorry. Please go on. I'm sorry. You, you, but you, you, you hit a nerve when you brought up the Wyatt family. I was like, oh my
2: God. But you, you right. bring up a good point. I mean, look at, look at Braun. Braun was the last man in. And you could have capitalized it on for years. And it's because of that that Braun got as big as he got. And then there's Luke Harper. I'm not even going to get into that. We've spoken about Luke Harper. We, We know his potential, what his potential was, what it could have been, what it turned into at AEW. Eric, okay, fine. Yeah, you could say that he was the least talented of the group. That's fine. But you still could have put him over. But you still pushed the Bludgeon Brothers. You still gave him a dumb gimmick and put the titles right on him. You know, it's just... And then, I mean, everything. Everything. The stuff with Cena. uh, Bray could have been the one to beat The Undertaker. You had the thing with... Oh,
0: I wanted it so bad. Go back to my... uh... Uh, yeah. our, my
2: rewriting the history. Yeah. That's who beat him. Exactly. It was, it was clear as day who needed to beat him. Yep. You've got the whole thing with Randy Orton. They put him at the... Bra- Dude, remember the feud with the New Day where he took over Xavier Woods' mind? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Was that was fucking wow, fantastic. They had the brawl on the cars and the mud field. There's so some of the
0: stuff with Matt Hardy wasn't bad. He,
2: it was okay. He could have then... been right. Exactly the stuff with the hearts. He could have been the next Undertaker. Legit A million times. Legit yep, times. could have been the next Undertaker with his own yep. gimmick, re- rooted in reality. With with the way that people are you know, just fanatics about anything, sports or not sports, politics, life, whatever. He could have been your real life undertaker. He could have taken that character to the next level and he was squandered. He got beat by DQ in a fucking hell in a cell and then won at a Saudi Arabia championship fucking match and won the title against Seth Rollins. And then lost to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, and now he disappears after losing to Alexa Bliss, squirting black ink from her eyes, to Randy Orton, and and just and here you go, Randy Orton, talk about the legend killer. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that because
0: I did see a funny meme. It's like everything that Alexa Bliss touches, Wesley and Blake are both gone. Mickey James, she did storyline <laughs> with. She's gone. Braun Strowman mixed tag team, yep. all that stuff. He's gone. She, now Bray Wyatt's gone. I saw it was like Nikki Ash run for your life or Nikki. Well, I uh, feel bad for Alexa Bliss because
2: she like shut down her Twitter because people are clapping back at her like she had something to do with it. I don't know that I necessarily believe that. I have no reason to believe that. I like Alexa Bliss again. I think her. I, I, I think she's better than WWE. She's, be, she's, a good she's doing what she's told. She's a good She didn't wrestler. go, hey, exactly. I have a great idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. He told her to do that. Right.
2: And, and I don't blame that on her, but I mean, no. it's just. I
0: didn't even know she had to shut down her Twitter. That sucks. This guy like, is like, it's different. For what like, reason? Here's the
2: thing, like, Kofi, like, I love Kofi. And they played that whole 10 years, 11 years in the making, whatever it was. And it was a great moment. I popped. Okay. I mm-hmm. marked out. But. Bray Wyatt, like Saudi Arabia, you put the title on him. And then Saudi Arabia, you take the title off of him to Goldberg. And then you did like one of the coolest things that WWE's ever done in the firefly the, the thing with Cena. Like, I know a lot of people didn't like it and I don't really give a shit. I thought it was awesome. It was meta. Oh, I it loved was crazy. It. it was insane. And, and Cena didn't show back up for like two years. Well, a year, know. a year. A year and a quarter.
0: Uh, Yeah, but well, a year and a half, whatever you want to call it. But even I I thought about that, too. I was like, wow, I haven't seen him since the since Firefly Funhouse match. I go, it's kind of a cool thing. There's a. It's funny how you said you were going to say your rant, and then I was going yeah, to get into mine. No, no, no. But what I was going to say is we're, we're 1 million percent in agreement with everything that you're saying. I'm on the same page as you. I, I've been preaching that forever. I mean, it's like if you could have a 2k game you know how you're gonna book Bray Wyatt or if you have or if you were just playing fantasy booking whatever the game is Bray is it was too easy to fuck it up I felt like um or not too easy but it was it should have been hard to fuck it up or whatever you want to call it when it comes to his character, like you said, should have been the one to beat the Undertaker. Uh, been the next Undertaker. Um, you know, I quick shout out to a cousin on the distant side of the family, or at least on my my wife's side of the family, uh, John Bauer. He and I were at a wedding reception this past Saturday. Jack Bauer and <laughs> it's his brother. Um. But he... Shut the fuck up, Odie. I'm talking.
2: <laughs> Were you listening they, to the dude's story, professor? Were you listening to the dude's story? <laughs> you just wander in like an eight-year-old. <laughs> Caught you off guard with that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Is this
0: your homework, Larry? Is this your homework, Larry? Larry, we, is this your homework? We
2: know you got the fucking yeah. money. Let <laughs> I me... Mean, This is what happens when you
0: fuck someone in the ass, Larry. Let me show you, Larry. Easily, Goodman's best performance, probably next to what he did in the movie Flight. With uh, is like a four-minute performance in the movie Flight with Denzel Washington. Comes in as the banana boat man. Just comes in with all the drugs. Gets them all (laughs) hopped up and ready to go so he can do an appearance in court. It's outstanding. But in this absolutely I love this movie he he he, like the rug tied this whole movie together like he would tie a whole room together but Bray Wyatt like I said very easily could have done you, you could have done a million things with him and made him better even when you fucked up after the Undertaker thing or the John Cena thing or you messed up in any goddamn way at all just I don't get how you could have messed it up that being said okay what happens now there's a lot of speculation what's funny is that there it, it, i think he either retweeted or tweeted it was his last segment which was on raw the night after wrestlemania where he said it's time for new friends and i don't know if they were obviously it could have been like the husky pig thing and all those sister Abby, all those you know what i mean is what he was more than likely was referring to, I don't know, if down the road or if people are speculating and being like, that's what he meant. He, he means he's going to ride out his contract. Speculation is that he was injured and just medically cleared and now let go. And JoJo, his wife, mm-hmm. was let go apparently on the hush-hush recently as well. Six to eight months ago. Yeah, which I was like, I actually thought she was already let go, to be honest. So did I. You. So, that's why I was like, not really news to me. I'm okay with it. Um, Either way, so I'm okay with it. It, 90 days. He can can show up basically like November 1st anywhere. One week. It's basically one week before November 6th's AEW full gear. So, he could show up there. We're going to have a lot of speculation, I'm sure, all the way into November of where he's going to go. But he did also, didn't he? I feel like he did a tweet, something about his own mental stability at one point, too. I think Brody may, and this is just speculation on my end, I think the passing of Brody probably hit him pretty pretty hard and made him think about what he's doing with his life and if he's happy with it. That's just me, again, speculating. Um, I don't know. I,
2: I'm. Do you think the obvious AEW jump, that's where he goes? Yeah. I think so. And I, I would think that the obvious uh, connection would be Dark Order. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I want to see the White family in AEW as its own thing. Hmm. Because you could bring down. Okay, so here's the thing.
0: I pulled away from Can the you mic. Imagine there. My apologies. Darby Allen turning heel and joining someone like Bray Wyatt. Bro. You know what I mean? Or, Bro. Or, or. Could you imagine Sting? Where he ends up being could you him?
2: imagine Sting?
0: Oh. Uh, I don't know. Nah. Well, it depends on later how on, it comes in. Later Darby first faced. thing yeah. later.
2: Here's the thing. You know, we praise and shit on AEW. There's a ton mm. that we love, and there's a ton that we just shit on, okay? So, you know, if you want to take the Cornette route and you want to just shit on it and say, oh, it's just play wrestling and all this, that's fine. But just imagine the Wyatts. Imagine the Wyatt family there. Just imagine it, as it was.
0: Run. <laughs> I miss that. Fucking A. I also miss the- Fucking A, dude. We're here. I, I, the openings of, uh, of uh, whatever town they were in. Hey, Rochester. Catching
2: we're flies, <laughs> something, something. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> well wow, you really are a, you're a human and the para-cloth. thing is that's not a wwe song that's true so that's very true but i think well, wwe owns are right so they probably would not be able to use it but anyway yeah dude we're getting at the point where it's hard it's hard with aew because it's just so saturated at this point that
0: yeah but you are opening up a new show you got rampage and Push, push, on Friday push the nights. underneath
2: talent down there. Get your star. Well, maybe not
0: the underneath. Maybe you do uh, exactly what the original 2002 Raw SmackDown draft was. You put uh, Kenny Omega on one show, Cody Rose on the other show. You put... Uh, the Bucks on one, FTR on the other. You know, like, really s- like but separate them out in the uh, right way. Don't oversaturate one to the other, because then no one's going to watch that Rampage show, just like no one really fucking watches Dark. Yeah, fair enough. So if you spread it out, I think you could be okay. That's just my own person. But again, you have to go back to the 2002 format from And WWE, not have uh, titles for it. each show um i yeah one world champion defends on both shows tag teams can defend on both shows but they don't just go free willy wrestling over both shows and people can't come and go yes okay um and one thing i do want to bring up and i'm gonna just kind of flow in a couple of bits of news here together already but one i'll just throw out because i really don't care Rick Flair was apparently released by <laughs> WWE as well.
2: <laughs> I had to throw oh it there. Well. that just happened like couple no, a couple started hours before we couple hours ago. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's fine. Uh no, a couple hours ago wins when, when we were supposed to start this fucking
2: podcast. Um <laughs> Hey, Charlotte's Charlotte's husband is on AEW. What would you what would you do? Would you okay, here's an honest question. Honest question. If you were watching Dynamite and Flair showed up, would you pop? Nope, because I don't care about Flair anymore. <coughs>
0: Even what with rewatching 96? It's no different than him showing up in Impact. He did it already, and then he went back to WWE, and he overstayed his welcome by just making out with girls and impregnating him
2: <laughs> and stupid shit like that.
0: I'm way the fuck hey, over it at hey. Flair. I like him the way he was. I'm going to keep him right where he was. And let you me know what? Let me just say keep something.
2: Keep him in 96. If you... uh, maybe 98, too. 98. Yeah, that's uh, cool.
0: But hey, if you're going to pop... Well, that's like, you know, like your opinion, man. <laughs> but the one that really is exciting is someone is technically working on an extended contract yeah. at this exact moment. It already stopped yeah. technically after like Great American Bash. Adam Cole, Bay Bay, his contract is actually extended to the end of SummerSlam weekend, which, first of all, I find very, very, very funny that. SummerSlam is on Saturday and Takeover is on Sunday. I it's yeah because I'd, like, oh, okay. I'd rather watch I'd
2: I'd rather watch Takeover and we'll get to there in a second. But yeah, I'd rather. Watch oh Takeover.
0: sure. I just I was like okay that's that's cool with me and it's shorter. Fine. Yes, true. Yeah, you, and you can actually we, we can actually talk, watch it and then talk <laughs> on Monday to record. Now, Adam Cole. Does he leave WWE? Apparently, officials are really pissed off in WWE in the recent reports that it even got out. He'd be perfect oh, in Oh, backing AEW. up. He'd be perfect in Oh, hey, he'd be perfect. Oh, he'd be perfect absolutely. With Britt Baker? Over, or, well, well, not well, that, but also the elite. Everybody that's there, he's already been in the Bullet Club in the past with the boxing. Oh, he could come out and fake handshake Omega
2: and then just kick him in the dick.
0: Anything. Uh, anything. You could bring him over there. He, he would fit in. Not the movie we're doing, but like a glove, you know, it, no problem. Now, back to one quick thing about Bray Wyatt. Did you see that producers like Fox and, or producing networks, Fox and uh, USA Network were like, yeah, we're not exactly thrilled that you got rid of Bray Wyatt. They weren't happy with that move because... Like the
2: guy that does good TV. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... I am very, I, 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 even if you're like, oh, it's for money. It's not for money. It's not for money. It's not like you're in financial debt.
2: We all know they're that. too inept to book them properly. They've shown yep. that over the last what eight years. Well, they
0: properly booked Adam Cole, but maybe he is like. But that's but I that's, think that's Sean done Michaels I I can H. do here. Well, that's true, but. Maybe he's like, I've done everything I can here in WWE
2: right now. There's nothing more I can actually do. Do you here. think it was him, or do you think it was WWE? Because it could have been Bray that was just like, I'm not resigning with you, and they were just like, fuck it, we'll take you off TV and we'll release you. Uh, I don't know, man. Now I don't. That. Now I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I don't think it was WWE. You know why? Same reason with FTR. They tried to bury him. They're like, okay, we're going to have you lose to set, or we're going to have you lose to fucking Barry Horowitz. And he's like, okay, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They brought Barry Horowitz back? Exactly. <laughs> and he would have been like, okay. And they're like, oh, we can't embarrass you, I guess, huh? Fuck it. We'll release you. I gar—I gu- guarantee you that's what it was. That's my call.
0: So maybe, again, with and with Adam Cole, maybe he is just seeing the writing on the wall and being like, everybody Do you know why is, is he floundered? Do you, I don't need to go on. Maybe I've spent enough time here. He got there in, what, 2017, right? Do you know why like he extended his contract? Probably just to extend the feud with Kyle O'Reilly. No,
2: yes, but even more so, to put him over. He's going to lose. He's going to lose to O'Reilly. O'Reilly's going to win.
1: Oh.
0: I'll take that for him, or, or uh, not for him, on behalf of him. Yeah, no. no, I, no I'll take that as a. Uh, I'll, I'm down with that. If that's why you stayed, there's no way that he's gonna go over at the end now. You know, unless he resigns his contract, which who knows, man? They may throw a lot of money at him. You know, yeah. And especially with Triple H, you know, running NXT, they did let. Bro, if Samoa Joe leaves and NXT back,
2: and Finn Balor's gone. That's a lot, it's, man. It's not looking
0: good. That's a but lot. But you did but we can skip down to a couple of spots here. Samoa Joe's going for the title at takeover now. So that's official. So I mean, okay, you take out some some people, you bring in some good people again, but I'd like to see Joe and Cole, so it's like don't go, buddy. <laughs> like yeah, I hope you don't go. Yeah. But if you if the option is WWE or you're out the door or you know, or maybe just sees NXT is getting stale. Who knows? I don't know.
2: Did Who you knows see if he, he's even going? Did <laughs> you see the Joe promo?
0: I absolutely did.
2: It was phenomenal. You want? A, a, we've talked about this a million times. Joe is one of the best in the mic in the world right now. Has been mm-hmm. for quite some time. For what five, maybe ten years. Maybe ten yeah, years. Pretty solid, especially the with passion. T- the Absolutely. top on the mic, hands down. Yeah, goes to the ring as the enforcer for NXT pulls out a table and a chair, pulls puts him in the ring, sets him up, sets his binder on the table, calls Regal out, and he says, "I've got a three-point plan to take care of Carry and Cross. Number one, I'm resigning from my position." Before you say anything, William Regal, step number two sign me as an active member of the NXT roster. Fucking Regal pop, big pop. Regal signs it immediately, bigger pop afterwards.
0: I like how fast he did it. Like he just went, yeah. All right. Well, he did like a quick little uh, Don't Regal, make me regret this. That's it. Like a quick Don't make me regret yeah. this. And then signs, it. you know. But I was like, because cool, you didn't hesitate.
2: Regal was gonna fire carrying cross and Joe's like, nope, I've got a better idea. Step one, I resign. Step two, you resign me. Does it? Step three, here's a contract. Me versus carrying cross at takeover. Um, this match right here by itself. And again, Regal signed it right away. This match right here makes me want to watch Takeover more than SummerSlam. One oh, match. Absolutely. One match. And that's not it. We're not done yet. There's more. But wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> to Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross, Or more about NXT TakeOver? Oh,
2: more about TakeOver, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I do want to say you, you did mention that it, it, that you want to watch it more than SummerSlam. I just happened to, to see the scene... Uh, uh, run in where he signs his name to the Roman reigns match where it was supposed to be Finn Baylor. It was a real, real weird thing. It was sketchy. But Did you see? Yeah. But did you see how Cena wrote his name? Like C E N A, like giant, huge letters. And I go, oh, okay, buddy, that was a little exaggerated. Um, I think it might end up being a
2: three-way I think they're gonna Daniel Bryan it in like we've talked about <sighs> well you were I, I already felt like you were right on the money because of the whole Balor oh I'm gonna sign it oh no I'm gonna get taken out and somebody else is gonna sign it so yeah I I, I have a feeling you're right uh which probably means Balor is gonna take the pin yeah, exactly
0: by Roman most likely
2: by one of the best wrestlers one of the best wrestlers in the world I think we can say that honestly top five Baller top five? John Cena? Absolutely. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done recording. So, I'm Shabas.
0: So we do have, you know, uh, just a meh SummerSlam kind of planned. See, Sasha Banks came back, too. Or not Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah Sasha yeah, Banks Sasha came Banks. back. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Mama Nothing's really Sasha. exciting me that much. You know what I mean? It's Everything mm. kind of looks meh. Been it there, really done. Looks it good. But you know who's making things look awesome is Moxley. So, half doing a couple of things in the news here, but with the Fight for the Fallen uh, show this past week on Dynamite, Hiroshi Tanahashi put out a, a video message saying, I am going to uh, face the winner of Lance Archer and, is it Hikeyo or H- Hikalu?
2: Hikulo? Herculeo, my
0: bad, Hickil- Hercules, 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 and, and then Moxley does a promo later, and he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, "I've been, you've been dodging me, you know, much like you hear in the beginning of our promo or the beginning of our show today," um, and he is opening a door because he's doing that, but he's also going to be facing two guys who are technically Impact wrestlers. He's going to New Japan Resurgence to face the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Yellows. There's so many forbidden doors that have been, and I everybody's using that word a lot. You know, it's been thrown a lot, a lot around a lot. Forbidden doors, but really, that's exactly what's happening. A lot of doors are being opened between many companies right now, and it's so fun because I you. like, Okada and Rochester. Just imagine. Okada in Rochester. (laughs) If there was even a chance of it, I would stay in town. I would do everything I could to stay in town. I'm praying for it. I'm praying for it. I'm not a
2: praying man. I'm praying for it.
0: You might get Punk or (laughs) Bryan.
2: I'll take it. Fuck.
0: Well, and speaking of, you know, one thing that is also a part of that fight for the fallen is that they've announced that in Tony Khan's big special announcement, he didn't even make it. Tony Schiavone did, which I thought was kind of funny. I know, right? Um, but on what well, I gotta get the date absolutely correct here. Friday, on,
2: August twentieth.
0: Yep, it is going to be at the United Center. Dynamite – or not dynamite? I'm sorry, AEW Rampage on Friday night, August twentieth. At the United Center in Chicago. And what do they immediately follow it up with? A promo with Sting and Darby Allen, which, again, you hear in the beginning of this uh, of this show as well, talking
2: about the best in the world. Best in and the world. And that wasn't
0: the only reference that night. Did you catch MJFs?
2: Yeah, uh, and they're doing a lot of deflecting. Uh, there was multiple references throughout the show. Sharbys sure. already called off that it's not anything good. Uh, There's a lot of calling off, which seems too obvious.
0: Which, well, I'm not sure if you, if you maybe fully caught this one, but MJF did one that was pretty dead on. After the match with Nick Gage, which we'll get into, he goes, Jericho, as you lay there as uncomfortably as you can. <laughs> The punk promo, oh my God, the, the pipe bomb. But I go it's
2: smart one either way. It's Even smart.
0: if he never ever signs, good for you guys. This is good ratings for you guys because people are going to go, well, shit, they're going to keep doing these references. I got to keep watching. They're going to play cult gonna a
2: personality up. and somebody else is going to come out. <laughs> oh, I
0: already said it or did you say it or who said it maybe? Yeah. You know who's got to come out, right? MJF. That will give you the biggest heat. I I at Rampage. If you open up with crowds gonna jump, lose their shit. I'll lose my shit. And in Paul Heyman style, MJF comes out. That will turn a strict And he'll eat it up. He'll eat it up. Yeah. See Paul Heyman was good for it because he actually people were like, die ah, you're it's you, you, you're good, you you know like they, they were okay with that one m j f people will hate it. he'll have things probably thrown at him for that one, but i I'm excited to see what happens you know there's there's more and more speculation about punk and Brian since even our last recording, and I don't know if ah oh man, I don't know. I was like, I really, really, really wish that time spent away for Bray Wyatt was already done, because, or that word work, because I was like, could you imagine just a new stable? It sounds absolutely ridiculous, but he doesn't have to be Bray Wyatt, a character. What if he came in as Bo Rotunda or whatever, another man wronged by the system, like Dan O'Brien or Brian Danielson, and like CM Punk, and they all take over AEW, and, oh and then Jericho's God. involved or some shit. You know what I mean? Like It would be amazing. Just person, that's my. Yeah, so you just you have a lot of options. I oh, I went there. All right, and you know what? And if they do that, WWE will be entering a world of pain. They will be in a world of pain like they have never seen, like in Vietnam, a world of pain. Why do you got to relate
2: everything to Vietnam, man? (laughs) Nihilist, nihilist, fuck me. Say what you will about the tenets of national socialism, dude. At least it's an ethos. You want a toe? I, I can get you a toe.
0: Okay, I'll get you one with nail polish by 3 p.m. today. Dude, you brought a Pomeranian bowling? Yeah, dude. I didn't rent it shoes.
2: I didn't buy it a beer. He's not taking your yeah. spot on the fucking team, dude. He's not fucking taking your spot, dude. I am the walrus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Not John Lennon. <laughs> Vlad- <laughs> Vladimir Ulanov. Oh, my God.
0: All right. You know what? Back when it to comes news. to, you know, we keep speculating about Bray Wyatt. Let me just say I can't be worrying about that shit, man. Life goes on, man. But we'll find out eventually. But what do we have from other parts of
2: the news here? uh dakota kai turns on raquel Gonzalez. we knew it was coming it was uh, a good build i feel i felt like they gave it the perfect amount of time they didn't overextend it they didn't underdo it they did it a perfect amount of time we knew it was coming they did a good job with it i'm excited to see where it's coming it's going to be a match at the upcoming takeover another match i can't wait to see uh lower on the list of priorities but still a good match and i think it'll be good
0: you could totally tell by the actual promo that was going on in the ring. I'm like, Absolutely. she's going to turn on her right now. And I'm like, yeah. sometimes I'm okay with you doing the absolute obvious in the thing instead Transparency. of always try to do the wow. Yeah, just be transparent that she looks very obvious, like she's about to attack her right now. And I'm like, that's good because Raquel can't stop smiling, so that that works out great. She's like yep. the, the make her the baby browser. face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep absolutely I know and uh, we talked about that after she won the title she went yep. from this uh, fucking despicable heel to like complete baby face as soon as she won the title it was it weird still is right now but they yep. took advantage and they went with it so I'm good with it it's I'm fine. okay with it absolutely yep. absolutely all right so let's move on to the next one on another NXT thing uh Ridge Holland returns uh, they were pushing him a lot. He got injured. Uh, it was something with his ankle. It was a nasty injury. I think it was nine months. Uh, but he's aligning with Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. I think that's a nice little stable right there. Uh, they tried again with uh, you know uh, Lorkin and Birch. Uh, Birch is out an in injury right now, I believe. Uh, so you put Holland in there, and I think because uh, you could go somewhere with that. You could you could run the stable, and then you get Holland versus Dunn at the end. You have one of them turn and. You know, there's a good payoff there.
0: Or maybe not even. Maybe uh, when Birch comes back. There Zach you go. Comes out, Birch. Yeah. Birch is out. Yeah. Um, when he comes back, you have a whole stable. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, that's true. That's a new Pete Dunn stable. Why can't it be? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's already been that way uh, pretty much. I mean, and I'm okay with it. I think they're doing pretty okay on stables with it, or with stables in NXT. I oh, they do great right. credit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think with Holland, I think they're going to push him. So I think there's going to be a dissension there at some point, especially with he Dunn was, being.
0: Wasn't he face originally when he came in?
2: No, no, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. All no, right. he's nasty. He uh, he attacked Cole right before he got injured. Remember at the end of the takeover? He oh, threw... that's right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot
0: all about that. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, here's the next uh, piece of news here that I'm seeing bothers me. Yeah, and and that's what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say this may bother you, it may not bother you, but uh, Omega versus Hangman Page ain't happening at all out, and Page actually isn't even on the card, and this is per Meltzer, um, so right now it seems like it's gonna be Omega versus Christian,
0: and that pisses me off so bad. I <laughs> uh, look at man, how are you not doing Christian versus Matt Hardy? Maybe it's overdone. Okay, fine, give Christian. Anybody, how about turn Christian heel since he's there to outwork everyone, have him face Jungle Boy, have him face uh, a member of MJF's crew. Sean Spears doesn't look like he's going to have anything maybe going on at that. Why not that? Why would Kenny Omega face at your, all out to me, I don't care. Everybody says that their one show that they say is their biggest show of the year. Which one? Revolution? They said that's their biggest one of the year.
2: I thought All Out or Double or Nothing, or I thought All Out was their big one.
0: I always have thought All Out is, and I don't think that they actually make it as that, but I always thought it was a, the obvious nod to, of course, All In, but you have All Out here, and I'm like, how do you not do Page and Omega after you've been doing the the build for so long? And I'm like, unless you do like a huge giant swerve and he comes at the pay-per-view at the last second and wins in a battle royal or
2: some shit, and
0: cashed in at the end all out i'm not this sounds it? really stupid maybe he comes in with punk and uh Brian well, danielson that's
2: the thing maybe it's because punk and danielson are coming in and they're like okay we can't do this now
0: then don't do it but at least just you're not gonna put him on the card
2: he could lose he could lose to omega it's not gonna hurt him
0: thank you i don't get why you're not even putting him on the card, even if you lost in a bullshit swerve And let's just say a bullshit. You could even lose clean. uh, It's
2: not going to hurt him, especially at this point. Totally. I just don't get
0: why he's not there. He's reportedly not even in the plans. I'm like, that's, that's weird to me. But Christian, Christian, that one bothers me so much. Well, Um, I don't get it. it. I don't care. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't, that does not make me want to buy all out. But unfortunately, we've already made the deal that that's what we're going to do. That week, that show is going to be our live watch along. Fuck so that's yeah. Gonna be, uh, I can't wait. We're getting the projector set up and chicken nuggets. That's a good we got, one. We got ODM Jr. is going to be hanging with yeah. us. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. All right. I- I'm excited. So to talk So what about else this you got in one. news?
2: I'm excited yes. to talk about this next one. Uh, last week, we talked about Matt Cardona winning the uh, former Zack Ryder, obviously, uh, winning the GCW title from Nick Gage and the heat that he got. Bottles being thrown at him vehemently, almost like Hogan. We even referenced Hogan at Bash at the Beach and the timing's not that far off as far as the dates go. Well, per Meltzer, it was planned. Uh, Quote from Meltzer, putting Cardona over, got a ton of talk. They created a scene with all kinds of bottles being thrown in the ring and put it over social media after Cardona won to show he got over with the top heat. The actual thing was planned by the promotion in the sense that they used people who were backstage to come out and throw empty water bottles at Cardona first to set up the mob mentality where fans started throwing things at him. For the most part, they also threw empty water bottles that weren't going to hurt anyone, but there were exceptions. And when you create a mob mentality, blah, 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 he basically covers his ass. But basically, they planned that whole thing. I want to make something clear right now, uh, and I, I want to try not to spend too much time on it. I don't like necessarily that shit. The, the the attitude stuff from back in the day, it was a natural progression from what we had watched previously, so it made sense. And I suppose you could make the argument for this. But this isn't wrestling. Like, a lot of the people who are hardcore wrestlers are trained, actual, proper wrestlers who can have a true wrestling match. Nick Gage can't have a wrestling match. Matt Cardona can. I don't like the extreme garbage wrestling it just it doesn't do it for me and when you take it to this point and when you're a i'm going to use a cornet phrase when you're the outlaw indie mud show promotion and then you do this fake shit trying to recreate what happened with hogan in 96 which was a legitimate shock to the world minus a few smart marks I'm done with it. I I, like. I didn't really give that much of a shit before. I give even less of a shit now.
0: Well, I know. I'm. What do you want me to say, man? Wrestling's real and people are fake. But (laughs) it's a good answer. Did you see? Did you see Cardona's uh tweet in response to the whole controversy from Dynamite? I didn't. All right, I'll get there in a minute. So we've already talked about it, referenced it, of course. Um, Jericho defeats Nick Gage at the Fight for the Fallen uh, death match that they have. And maybe about a go our way through the match, maybe not even like five minutes of the match. Nick Gage pulls out a pizza cutter. Cuts Jericho's head, (laughs) and we segue absolutely perfectly on commercial break to a Domino's commercial. (laughs) Little Pizza Hut joint, uh, Pizza Hut joint I used to go to when I was a kid. Domino's, I King of Queen King of Queens reference. Uh, Okay.
2: We've talked about King and Queens on this podcast before, oddly enough. I don't. We have, yeah. Oh yeah, Leah Remini.
0: Shit, two two weeks. Wow, like two weeks ago. Um, But this is absolutely hysterical to me. But Domino's gets pissed about it. They're like, they're threatening to pull out their ads. That's what she said. Who slides in? That's what she says. PBR, yeah. Ooh, nice. PBR goes. We'll take the spot. (laughs) Well, you know, I love you for that. I don't even drink your beer, but good for you.
2: <laughs> PBR is a big supporter of Nick Gage. I know. Cuz yeah, Nick Gage made some comment about shitty beer and I'd rather drink a PBR. So like PBR is pro Nick Gage. I mean, I mean from from just from an observer's standpoint, you know, just from a a Twitter troll standpoint, I like that. Like that's fun. But I I think that's one of the problems. You know, and, 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 and it exposes everything is Twitter and wrestling. Yeah. It's great for us to get a handle on what's happening, but like you didn't just kill Cabe Fabe. You like buried it. You like, you, you set it on fire, you buried it, you scooped it into an urn, and you fired it out into outer space, and then you nuked it. You know what I mean? I mean really? It, it's five like steps too wrestling. far. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> the
0: glass spot was cool. <laughs> but, okay. Garbage. Um,
2: Motherfucker! But,
0: but what Matt Cardona does, he puts out a tweet of him wearing the GCW title with a pizza cutter in his hand next to a Domino's box. <laughs> you heal, motherfucker, you. Good for you. That was awesome. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say about his other uh, his parpet um. You know, since we've already kind of dabbled into it before, you finish off the rest of the news here with fight for fallen. Uh, the match with Private Party and FTR ended pretty quick because Cash Wheeler like busted his arm open on the ring post. You know, yep. it, there must have been something sharp hanging off it, and he rushed pretty quickly, like it was like an artery had popped or something.
2: Um, uh, Weekly Cornette reference. reference? Were you just? Yeah, oh, I was okay. trying to point to you, but my hand wasn't in the frame. Um, oh, okay. Weekly Cornet reference, uh, he talked about that. And he said, mm. some rings, uh, the top of the post doesn't get filed down. And there's been instances of wrestlers getting their hands cut open on it. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but the last report that I saw is is that he's fine. Um, he that's realized cool. something happened and he went to medical. He crawled to medical. Uh, but there's no report of him missing any time. So let's hope that's Dax the case. Dax did a, like a brain
0: buster kind of suplex to Ortiz. Right. One, two, three. And I was like, now nah, you knew something was up. And I'm like, how quickly it ended. You know, yep. it was, But, I mean, they did what they needed to. Very smart. Hey, I like it. Because guess what? Like You and I both said, all out, that is our favorite, or that is our WrestleMania, if you will, for AEW, their big one. And how can you not have a fucking Chicago street fight with these two or something to the effect of, right? It's in Chicago, right? Done. So a couple other things. In what we thought was the obvious uh, Adam Page and Elite winning, or not Elite, Adam Page and uh, the Dark Order winning, the Elite ended up winning in the match. And now there's no title shots for any of them, which I was like, wow, that seemed very, yeah, I, 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 I know you're happy about it. Cause you didn't want the, the dark order to get the tag titles. Did you watch the entrances?
2: Oh, the basketball thing.
0: Well, there was that. Oh yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, first. Well, let's just start with that. Yeah. They came out like they were in space jam. Everybody was wearing all basketball. Yep. But
2: elite squad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Elite squad, and they all were uh, shooting or dribbling around and stuff. Surprisingly, no one accidentally dropped it and kicked it or something like that. They all looked pretty good.
2: Look like a goddamn brick. (laughs) Clang, (laughs) clang. (laughs) Tell that beast, she had my my bean pies. I'm gonna whoop her ass. All right, we
0: just we did that one already. I can't jump. Oh, we did. Um, The Oh, Jesus, he really threw me off there for a second. Oh, <laughs> Nick Jackson could for. not miss. Were you watching him? He was draining him like crazy. Fuck that. He dude. missed maybe one or two at best. Fuck that. He dude. made like six straight shots. Fuck that dude. Wow. Well, all right. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so Lance Archer, again, he did retain. So he's going to be facing Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Um. But we also had Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus defeating Angelico. Yep. And, and Private like par- Profits. <laughs> but the biggest thing, as we said, Jericho defeating Gage. At the end of it, MJF announces that tonight Jericho is going to be facing Juntu Guerrero. And it's funny because he, he, they the showed back to... Oh, my God. All the way back to uh, in October or November or whatever it was of 2019 on Dynamite. Man, that's like one of the very he first couple it, months. Yeah. And he references and he goes, Google it. That's funny because I... Uh, 98? MJF ends up saying, and it's hysterical, because guess what? I did Google it. And I go, yes, yes, thank you. That was so funny. I'm like, just thanks for referencing it. It's perfect. Um, but then he goes, you're going to face the juice. Who Who do be juice." Well, when he first said the juice, I was like, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Nordberg, Nordberg. Oh, man, this is going to be great, um, I think. So we got to see hardcore Chris Jericho, right? There's a stipulation, though. And-
2: Jericho has to hit a top rope finisher in order to win the match.
0: I already figured it out very easily because guess what I was what I was just about to say. And uh, so first, how much shit did everybody give him for jumping or falling off of the cage? And there was padding. Me personally. Yes. Right. He took some pretty hardcore stuff in this. I don't care what you say. Take any any asshole can get hit in the head with a light tube. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, oh it my does. God, I got hit. Yeah, I got hit in the head with a frying pan. Exactly. But, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that backfired.
0: <laughs> it did, man. I I can't segue fast it, <laughs> man. Chicken nuggets. Um, you know. All right. So anyway, the I think he's gonna come out. Uh, so you no, know what I'm saying is, I think he did some hardcore stuff this week, right, to show people off. You know but I think. I don't think he's necessarily on a tour of maybe retiring soon, but wouldn't be shocked if he did at some point end up possibly ducking away. And that's why he's doing this like five different types of matches. I think he's coming out Lionheart, Chris Jericho tonight on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. That's my personal opinion. And (sighs) you're going to get like a big uh, moonsault off the top rope or something like that. Very easy.
2: I, I, you know I, he's winning it. Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Uh, my concern is that he weighs about twice what he did when he was the Lionheart.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow did uh, moonsaults all yeah, the time. So well, that's him. Bam
2: Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow was always a big brother, so he knew how to do the moonsault right. as a big brother. Jericho, I've seen some lion salts lately. Eek.
0: It would be a, an absolute waste, okay? Hear me out. Would be an absolute waste, but if MJF was like at the United Center at Rampage tonight, your mystery opponent is a man that you've actually feuded with before. It'd be an absolute waste to make Punk vs. Jericho as one of the laborers, um, but I just no thought would. like it just it would kind of be renewing it. But um, after Hoovy, who else, man? Like I said, we're getting some interesting characters out of this
2: big show. Ooh.
0: A former tag team champion partner of yours, Jericho, Show.
2: Mm-hmm. Mark Henry.
0: Dude, that would be both of them in a two-on-one handicap match.
2: <laughs> Watch it happen, bro. Bro. All right. That's we're, we're, be moving pissed off. we're moving on. Let's move on. All right. All right, I don't know. Uh, we, we've kind of bounced around a lot here. Uh, so let's let's look at a little bit more at this. I think we covered everything with AEW. Yeah, we did. Uh, so the only uh, the last two things that I have Except is... Except uh, for the trademark. Well, we'll get to the trademark last because I think it's more important than what I'm about to bring up, which is that uh, Matt Raywalt... I'm guessing. I don't know how to say that. Matt Raywalt. You know him better. as Judge Reinhold. Aiden. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) A.K.A. Aiden English. uh, Debuted at Impact Homecoming. He was the mystery partner. Deanna Perazzo is part of the Max Team Mixed Tag Team Tournament. They are advancing to the quarterfinals. Um, He is the drama king or the king of drama, I should say, because he was the drama king in WWE. He is now the king of drama. Let's see how long before the lawsuit comes out on that one. Um, I, I I think Gotch was always my favorite out of the two, and he's more of an indie guy because he doesn't want to go with one of these big promotions. He wants to do oh, solid God, Gotch was my mentor. Yeah. D- dude, Dusty's my mentor. So uh, I, I have nothing Honestly, against Aiden English. I, I wish the best for him. I think he's a mid-carder at best, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, yep, enough said. Uh, The other, the last piece of news that I have is something that I have no insight on, um, because it's AEW, and you know you can say there are a bunch of marks, or Tony Khan is a money mark, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but AEW has filed for a trademark for King of Hearts. I. Don't know who gets the say in this one. If that's a WWE thing, if that's a Martha Hart thing, um, but it's a tough one. Uh, If if you if it was
0: never trademarked, I mean, you can't get mad at anybody. You
2: know, ODM Junior. If you're listening, you may not know this, but uh, King of Hearts was the nickname of Owen Hart when he won Mm -hmm. King of the Ring. We talked about that on our Top of the King of the Ring episode. Uh, so it's interesting because. You know, unfortunately, we all know that Owen has passed away, so he's not in the mix. Brett is in no position to take any bumps of any kind unless they're him walking off of a stage accidentally, but that's a different story altogether. Um, Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, bro. But honestly, I had to beat him to death with his own shoe. <laughs> All right. But so it's interesting to see where it's going to go, because, again, it's I mean, oh, you know what? There's a heart on uh, she's with uh, the Varsity Blondes, Julia Hart. She is. Huh. That's I don't know why you'd give that's her the name be King of Hearts. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a weird one. Unless they're going to be the kings of hearts. I don't
0: know. Dumb. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see where that goes. I think that she, or not necessarily her, but wouldn't it be great if Tony Khan reached out to, just hear me out, to Martha Hart and had a conversation be like, you're right, WWE fucked him over, they killed him, whatever you want to say. I want to have a Hall of Fame. He may not have been AEW, but he deserves to be in a wrestling hall of fame. Let me induct him. Just saying. What if they induct Owen Hart? That would be crazy. And you could have JR do it because he's got the clout. And Bret Hart was the one that handed everybody off or showed everybody the new AEW uh, title. Titty. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, He showed everybody. (laughs) That's a fully, man. Wow, we're hitting every movie again this week. um. But he was the first one to show everybody the world title, so it wouldn't be maybe unheard of if he could maybe swing something, they do something there for him. I'd like it. You know, one thing that is kind of big that's not in your news here is, you know, who's working for WWE again is Harry Smith. Harry Smith Jr., Davy Boy Smith Jr. is working for WWE again. So, and, and... that sucks because I was like ah oh, that'd have been perfect bring him over with uh the varsity blondes yeah or just not necessarily just him or for that group but it's a good nostalgia team it's anyway prodigies yeah I like it so who knows with this king of hearts thing it could be kind of cool uh this week I am excited I prepped myself in advance to talk about something at our table <laughs> Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! God. Hit Row. Dude, have you been paying attention to Hit Row on NXT? No. My man, you absolutely need to be. Hit Row is a group that is on NXT, and they have... it's a The, the main person is Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is your... North mm-hmm. American champion? No, not North American. I'm sorry. He is the cruiser cruiserweight. Thank you. You also have dun dun dun. Ashanti. Ashanti <laughs> the Adonis, Top Dalla
2: and B Fab.
0: Dude, it's like fucking Fujis in 2021.
2: Don't even it get is... me started on some Fuji Fuji shit because we'll go on a tangent and we'll never get back.
0: Oh, I know we will, dude. That's well, all day. But th- that being said. They rap. They sound good. Um, they're they the ones that They 90
2: degrees underneath palm trees. <laughs> Brooklyn rooftops become Brooklyn TPs. I told you, don't get me started, bro.
0: <laughs> and even after all my logic and my theory, I had a motherfucker, <laughs> so you all hear me. All right. <laughs> now, anyway, but you have a girl and you have three guys. And, dude, if you just haven't seen their promos, they're really, really good. And everybody can talk. Some do uh, they do bilingual with Spanish and English, which yes. is I, yes. it's cool. And I, I like it, man. They did, I think it was a Great American Bash, if I'm not mistaken, they did a, uh, a song. And I was like, it's funny to me because... AEW had that guy that comes out rapping. I don't even Max Caster. I love him. I think he's
2: fucking fantastic. Right. His flow's awesome. The shit that he puts in his lyrics is fantastic. It's all it is relevant.
0: But WWE goes, oh, you got that? I will right, we'll put four. To, we'll put a group together of four, and it's. It, I don't think it's necessarily that. But I will say, Hit Row has been great to watch. I'm actually a big fan of them. If you guys aren't watching NXT, just take a look at them YouTube. Um, I I just. I love them absolutely, and, and the way they even ended their promo. And if you don't know, now you know. And they, they do. They sound real know, legit, you know. <laughs> dude. It's just so yeah. It's Fuji's twenty twenty one. That's what I'm bringing to the table this week. What you got?
2: I like it. Uh, you know, if nothing else, you brought up the Fujis, uh, so I, I'm good with it. I, Ready I or not, here I just... come. You can't hide. <laughs> Doesn't she Did say you something know? about Nina Simone and taking a dump on a microphone at some point? I don't know, something weird shit like that. Anyway, uh, so my poor thing Lauren is, <laughs> Hill
0: ruined her career. Started out fantastic in uh, Sister Act Two.
2: She was the best MC in that entire group out of the three of them, hands like down. That. And we yep. got a uh, well. Anyway, anyway.
0: Wow, um, this just turned into top music. Of yeah, wrestling I know, right? <laughs> That'll
2: be next season. That'll be next season. <laughs> no, no, no. This ain't Raymond. Uh, so my, 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 my <laughs> we're bouncing around it's going to be really things. hard to figure out our movie this week because we've just done like 17 <laughs> so, so I do br- like the nah, nah, St. Raymond that's amazing Good. <laughs> yeah. That's I love that one my brain to the table is the flip flopping that this podcast has done we started this podcast, Uh-oh. and we've already referenced this like three times because of all the flip-flops. We started with, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, and then went to, it's a shitty time to be a wrestling fan. And back and forth and back and forth. Based it was on a drug the news, dealer. That, based... that must have been the shit. <laughs> that must have been <laughs> shitty. I don't do drugs. <laughs> but let's be honest. Look at the news that we went over today. Punk, Daniel Bryan, yeah. Brian Danielson, fucking Bray Wyatt, fucking Matt Cardona, fucking Pizza Cutters, fucking Domino's Pizza, fucking old ass Jericho, fucking MJF, fucking FTR, fucking fucking fucking. There's a lot. I was lot just of gonna shit.
0: say, there's a lot of that going on. Oh, and fucking like the other thing week, that we didn't talk fucking. about
2: that's coming up at NXT Takeover: Walter versus Dragon off Part Two. Oh my God. I'm excited about that. I'm glad they saved Do you it not, for that so I can actually Dakota watch Dakota Gonzalez. Joe Cross.
0: Joe Cross. Walter Do you, you not want to see
2: TakeOver? Do you not want to see All Out?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great. I, it, You're right. It is a good it time. Doesn't to, uh, again, to it be doesn't a fan matter. It doesn't matter
2: what's happening in the world of wrestling. It's always a good time to be a wrestling fan because you and I, Can sit here and do a podcast week to week. And even without 96, we've got a bunch of shit to talk about. Because there's always something happening. Drama, not drama. But now, WWE is not the end all be all. There's a rich boy. He's got his daddy's money. He can make something happen. And there's cross promotion and shit's happening. So we've got stuff to talk about. We've got stuff to watch. And we can always go back and watch the old shit. So you know what? Ultimately, right now, it is a good time, time. to be a wrestling. It time. is a
0: good time, and and the good news is that, like you said, you know, it's even better time. Is I'm actually in New York. We're gonna get together and watch our first live pay per view together, do an all out on the projector. I'm excited about it. It's gonna be a good time. But one thing that you did say is you're like this show does a lot of flip flopping. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I used to be Rex Young, bud. <laughs> I was a whole other man. I listened
2: to one of the old episodes, and I'm like, "Rex, who the fuck is Rex Youngblood? (laughs) I don't know who the fuck you' talking to." You know
0: what's funny is I just watched uh, a good movie recently, is Dead Presidents. Oh Uh, yeah, I always love. uh, What's up, Youngblood? Oh, don't look at me, Youngblood, like that. I'm just commenting you on your
2: taste. That, man. That soundtrack has one of that has my favorite (sighs) Curtis Mayfield song on it. Right on for the darkness. Ooh, I know which one you're talking about,
0: too. <shuter> I <fish> love after he beats him with the pool stick. That's I'm deep. blind and I cannot see.
2: That was fucking terrible. Please edit that out. <that-
0: edit it out. Are you serious, dude? That's our new opener. Oh, That's dude, all you're no. gonna hear from now on. No. Alright, hey, you know what? It is time, as we do every other week, to hear from Nightwing analyst NWA himself.
1: Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Huh?
0: It's Nightwing.
1: Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I have a great shit for you today. Not just a good shit, but a great shit. Because guess what? I'm going to be talking about the rumored Queen of the Ring. Yes, you heard that right. The Queen of the Ring tournament. They are tentatively scheduling that for October 8th and October 11th of this year. So, I want to go and recall a little bit about the fact that Us at the Top of Wrestling podcast love tournaments. We love those, we love all tournaments, but especially those single day tournaments going back to the 90s and early 2000s, King of the Ring. And well, they did those single day tournaments all over the place, especially in indie wrestling, but you don't really see those that much. You see weekly episodic type tournaments, and that's what they're doing here. Now, that's one of my big things that. I don't really care for with this iteration of the Queen of the Ring. I think they should do it in a single day tournament and I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for the professor or ODM. Now they're going to probably chime in and say what they have to say about it. But when you had a big single day tournament and I mean one of the most famous ones is of course the king of the ring where stone cold steve austin won now that also launched the greatest promo that launched a career in probably wrestling history and that's a good argument but i mean we're talking about the austin 316 promo i just gotta get it on it and say you know will this launch a career what are we looking at in hypotheticals what can we think of in the hypotheticals so I think that while they have an announced feel for the tournament, it's a great time to do some call-ups. The Women's Division has kind of uh, floundered a little bit after the Evolution pay-per-view, which I really want to see another one. The first one was great. I thought it was going to be a yearly event and take our big four to the big five. I really think they should add that as a yearly pay-per-view, but... I think they need to have them come up here and have a couple debuts. I think they need to maybe even incorporate the Mae Young Classic or the Women's Tournament Classic, the Women's Next Star Classic, whatever they're going to call it coming in the future because I know they're trying to separate away from Mae Young and all that kind of stuff. So if they can incorporate that and maybe make that a part of the um, Queen of the Ring, that would be great. Maybe run that tournament and instead of winning a guaranteed slot at the title or a title of choosing, maybe, hey, we're going to put you in the Queen of the Ring tournament, which, uh, again, guarantees you a title slot. So I think that will be really good booking. Now, you can book these tournaments in so many ways. And WWE, especially down in NXT, has done really good over the past few years booking these tournaments, whether you're talking about, you know, the... Um, the next up tournament, or you're talking about any of the, you know, all these new debuts, the 205 tournament that came out, the cruiseweight one, all of those have been greatly booked. So when them talking, with them talking about a queen of the ring, I do have to say, you know, book it right. Give us some matches that we never really thought we'd see, you know, whether it we are talking just straight, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, maybe you can bring some performance people, women up there. Maybe you can bring some, some women from the indies and throw them in a tournament. I still want to see a single-day tournament. I don't care if you take Raw. You got three hours. Each of these women's matches, we know you're not going to give them as much time as the guys, and that's a big problem in itself. But give them you know, 8 to 10 minutes per match. And run a tournament bracket on Raw. You have three hours of television to do that. It is no reason to sit here and start the tournament on a SmackDown and end it on a Raw. You have way too much television. And you know what? With all your story vision um your storylines going on on television right now. You can let those breathe a little bit. Let them chill for a week let it go and just run the tournament and let it run its full fruition and go and go with it how it goes. So, I want a single night. We already know that we're rumored to have a double night. I think they should bring some new people in, get some fresh blood, and that's what I want to see with the Queen of the Ring. That's what it really means to me. That's one thing that I thought was always wrong with the old King of the Ring tournament is the fact that it was all these Already established, guys. There was no surprises. You could look at the, the the initial starting bracket and you could book it out and figure out, okay, this person's going to win. That's what I want to see coming into this new Queen of the Ring or the proposed Queen of the Ring tournament, and I want to see that. Have a great day.
0: I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Your winner of the Queen of the Ring is Charlotte Flair. <laughs> You're going with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to happen that way. Unless you... Uh, who else really is going to be Queen? Do you, do you have Queen Alexa? No. Queen Becky? Nah. Queen, queen Charlotte. Who else can be a queen and act like a queen? She's going to be your first one. And that'll probably be the only tournament they ever have of it, too. Just like they had only uh, Evolution once. One time of a female pay-per-view. Can't wait to do this again. My mother's slapped Never me again. once once (laughs) so it'll be Charlotte one time that'll be the pay-per-view but it's cool I'm all right with it but it's if you're gonna do it again like we've talked about it man do it one night do it a one night pay-per-view that's what I like that's my favorite kind of tournament
2: yeah and that's the problem is I don't think that's what's gonna happen Uh, I think they're gonna start doing uh, qualifiers on uh, the 21st Uh, no that's not I'm sorry I'm sorry, October 21st is supposed to be the finals. And the finals are supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia. Remember Saudi Arabia during their first eight pay-per-views where they couldn't have women wrestle? And then they finally did and they have to put long sleeves and pants on? Which I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I'm not concerned about their clothing. They may be, and that's fine. That's perfectly within their right to be pissed off about it. But you're telling me that the first ever queen of the ring is going to have qualifier matches throughout Raw and SmackDown and probably superstars or NXT UK. And then the finals are going to be in fucking Saudi Arabia. Fucking Blood Money, fucking Goldberg winning titles, fucking Undertaker almost killing people, fucking Goldberg almost killing people, Shawn Michaels almost killing people, Triple H almost killing people, Kane almost killing people, fucking Saudis almost killing people, Saudis certainly killing people, fucking, 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 fucking first ever Queen of the Ring Finals in Saudi Arabia. Kiss my not black ass.
0: Party. You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are
1: you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Do we become assholes or something?
0: Give me that, hell, yeah! You want a war?
2: You're gonna get
0: me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order.
1: Come on, Vince.
0: Step into the ring. My God, the
1: battle lines have been drawn. Generation X invades WCW today!
0: Austin
2: 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice game! Again, you.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in? (laughs) Woo, my condition feels good because it's the summer of 96. Women were everywhere, not for me because I was like fucking 14, but maybe for you, ODM, I don't know, you were like, what, 32 at the time?
1: Fuck
2: off. I don't even know. It came out in 98, so I was actually... 19 at the time, so yeah.
0: Okay, oh, nice. nice. Close, but you're way same. off. There we go, whatever. But it's Raw, it's Nitro, it's August 5th, 1996. <laughs> what happened? Run down these shows. As always, we always start with Monday Night Raw. Monday okay. Night Raw! raw. Thank you. Wow, you mine was for. like... Uh, so. Mine we... sounded like someone who was very <laughs> hoarse and trying to do it. It's like, Monday <laughs> Night Raw. I'm using uh, Kane's rice right, box. All right. All right.
2: All right. All right. <laughs> I told you, man. We're just we're going off the rails here with the movies. Uh, uh, tonight's an odd night. We got Jr. and McMahon on commentary, but for a good reason. Uh, it starts with Lawler in the ring. They do hype the Raw Invitational Battle Royale. That's going to be the main event. A winner gets a title shot. They Raw after SummerSlam. So either against Vader or Shawn Michaels. If you don't know, you're gonna know now. Uh, now. So Lawler's in ring. He's I based- just hope that Leon does not cry. <laughs> I have a funny fucking feeling that <laughs> Leon's going to cry. Uh, Lawler's in ring. He's running down Jake. Uh, watching this, I don't necessarily remember this promo, but I know where it goes, and it's even more cringy than everything that has led up to this. Yep. Lawler has a brown bag in his hand, uh, cutting a promo. Uh, and Aldo Montoya comes to the ring. It's going to be uh, Montoya versus Lawler, a kind of a rematch from their uh, Superstars match uh, where Montoya hit the DDT and won. Uh,
0: Lawler... how he did that move, to be honest with you, I thought... It it looked good. It was just incredible. No, it was awesome.
2: God damn it. You know what? I You know... When you send me the the final file, I'm bleeping that part out so you don't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it so you don't hear that. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, Lawler pearls the bottle out of the brown bag and says it's Jake's tag team partner and it's a bottle of Jim Beam. Uh, Even after the bell rings, Lawler is still cutting a promo. Uh, we've talked about it already. He's an amazing heel. Uh, he even does the, okay, I'm going to give you the mic so you can you can clap back at me. And he throws the mic on the ground. And, of course, he's not so incredible because he actually bends down to pick it up and or jumps him. And he hits two pile drivers and pours the entire beam bottle of beam in all those mouth after the match like three times. But the cool thing is, is that, and, and again, weekly Cornette reference, they actually have people coming down after the first time that he pours the gym beam in his mouth. Officials come down and try to stop him, but Lawler says, fuck you, I'm going to keep doing it, and does it like three, four more times till the bottle's gone. So uh, you can call it cliche, but I thought it was a nice little spot. It, it puts over what they're going for, as cringe worthy as it is.
0: Force drinking. I like it. Yep, exactly.
2: Uh, <laughs> we have the new and improved rockers. We're at that stage now. Uh, Leaf Cassidy, uh, A.K.A. Leaf Garrett, A.K.A. Leaf Cassidy, <laughs> uh, and Marty Janetti. Uh, we got hillbilly and commentary, Snow. even though it is the new and improved Rockers versus the Body Donnas. Um, the Rockers do something very interesting, which I don't understand why we haven't seen more heel teams do this. They go and sneak up near the entranceway as the Body Donnas are coming in and jump them. Just a little something. I thought it was interesting. Uh, they cut away backstage. Sonny's with Farouk. Uh, He's going to be debuting against Skip next week. Godwins and the Guns are both watching the match backstage on the Tiny Monitors. Um, It's going to be a four-way tag at SummerSlam for the titles. It's going to be Godwins, Guns, the new and improved Rockers, and the Body Donnas. Um, It's funny because Hillbilly at some point is referencing the whole thing with Sonny and Phineas. And he says, Phineas has seen the light, which... I don't think they did this on purpose, but it plays perfectly considering what Phineas becomes later on down the line in a couple of years. Um, mm. It just works out pretty probably well. Probably not planned. But that's probably funny. not planned. Too <laughs> far ahead. Yeah, you know they don't book right. that far ahead. So, But I just thought it was interesting. It was really good. No, that's, that is cool. Yeah, and they cut away to Clarence Mason, and his, his client is going to be reinstated, and he's going to be under close scrutiny by WWE and Gorilla Monsoon. Um, they teased Ascension for the Rockers. Janetti throws Skip into the ropes while Cassidy's climbing up to the top rope and ends up crotching him. them. Uh, the guns end up interfering, uh, and they go after the Donnas. It's a DQ. The Godwin's running and clear the ring uneventful. They're basically just setting up the match for SummerSlam. So there we go. Uh, we get a Kevin Kelly interview. Is this the first Kevin Kelly interview we've had since we've started doing this? I think so. Yeah same yeah I haven't Uh, seen
0: him in anything else so far yeah
2: uh it's with Shawn Michaels asking if his world is crumbling and he says you know I'm certainly facing adversity but my world's not crumbling they're hyping the match against Vader uh they do uh do some foreshadowing and say I you know he kind of reflects on his match with Bret Hart where he won the title uh and says you know what WWF's not the same without him so I'm ready for him to come back and I'll be ready to face him so you know, as much as we should on him, that was some good foreshadowing right there. I, got to I like didn't even like remember
0: that. him saying that ever yep. until seeing that. I go, huh, I forgot. I didn't even know that he referenced Brett.
2: Yeah, so anytime time. you say you hear Brett say, you know, he never put me over, well, he kind of puts you over right there. So yeah. we'll go with it. All right, so uh, with main event, we've got our Raw Invitational Battle Royale. We've got Mankind on Med Johnson, Goldust, Psycho Sid, and Undertaker to start. Uh, Undertaker goes right after Mankind. Uh, we also have Savio Vega, Austin, Justin Hawk, Bradshaw, Bulldog, Owen, and Mark Marrow. Uh Taker and Mankind eliminated immediately, and they fight to the back. They're off camera. Uh, Bulldog gets um, uh, eliminated right after that. Uh, they tease the free-for-all for SummerSlam, which is the pre-show. This one is going to be called Bikini Beach Blastoff. Uh, I think I'm sure we'll see more of that as we move forward in Raw. Uh, Bradshaw eliminated after that. Uh, Owens eliminated after he does the HBK over the top spot where he holds on. He pulls himself back in. He's eliminated right after that. Uh, Miro eliminated next. Uh, Savio Vega does that sweet rolling corner kick, but he eliminates himself in the process. Kind of makes him look stupid. Uh, Mankind and Taker end up coming back through the crowd, back into the ring, and then back to the crowd. Uh, our final four is Sid, Austin, Goldust, and Ahmed. Austin low-blows Ahmed. Um, they go back to Taker and Mankind fighting backstage. Taker takes picks up a, a wooden pallet and hits Mankind in the head with it, which is awesome. Uh, Owen oh, Owen and Bulldog such an awesome ed- spot. Yeah. Owen and Bulldog end up coming back. Um, they distract Sid, and, and Austin ends up eliminating them. Uh Golddust does uh you know, asks Austin to team up against Ahmed and he accepts. And then Goldust ends up going after Austin, but Austin ends up low blowing him in return. Uh, but in the end, Ahmed and Goldust end up limiting Austin. So we're down to Ahmed and, and Goldust. Ahmed's nose is bleeding again. It seems like he has a nosebleed for the last five, six weeks. We got a bleeder. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, they've been pushing uh, Ahmed's <clears throat> ruptured kidney throughout the whole match. Uh, He's not really selling it too much, a little bit, kind of half and half. Um, But they do the double over-the-top spot, but Ahmed holds on and Goldust hits the floor. Uh, McMahon's in the ring with Ahmed post-match, and Ahmed has his back to the hard cam, which was hilarious. That was just a weird thing. Uh, He said he doesn't want to have to face HBK. You know he got yelled at for that. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But he says if it's Farouk, that's a whole different beast. Uh, uh not Farouk, I'm sorry. Uh but if it's Vader, it's a whole different story. But right. Farouk ends up coming to the ring to confront Ahmed Johnson and it's a brawl slash pull apart to end the episode. So they're 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 definitely putting their eggs in that basket of not only is who is Ahmed gonna face, because it could be Shawn Michaels, which would be a brother against brother thing, or Vader, which would be a Hoss against Hoss thing. Uh, but then you got Farouk in the middle. So uh ultimately a short show, but they're setting some things up. They hit a lot of one things. of their
0: better ones as a as of recent. So yep. I'd say probably like in a month.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. So we'll go on to Nitro now. Uh, fucking Zabisco still pushing the New World odor thing? Uh, yep. They recap the events of uh, what happened last night, uh, last week. Uh, you know, it's funny because you talk about uh, this one being your favorite one. Uh, I believe it's next week. Next week's another is big yours? one. Next week's another big one. Can't wait. So, uh, so they actually take the time to point out the empty seats on the hard cam because uh, last week uh, there were empty seats on the hard cam randomly. Um, so they also talk about security at WCW not being enough and the wrestlers are going to handle their own security. So Scott Norton, Big Bubba, and the Faces of Fear are at ringside and they're just going to play security. Uh, pretty cool to see Scott Norton fucking just sitting there fucking look like a badass because I wouldn't yeah. fuck with Scott Norton. Or I love that the guys were actually or their Mang. own security. Or Mang.
0: All of them. Every yeah. one of those guys that were there, yeah. I go, this all makes sense. These are your guys that you'd want to go standing in front exactly. of war. Good. So, so cool.
2: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You have to give them fucking 100 bonus points just for picking the people that they picked. Because those yep. are the guys. If I go into a bar and I see any one of those four motherfuckers, uh, no, I'm on my best behavior, sir. Yes, thank you, sir. Thank you. So, yep, yep. there you go. Um, so uh, we start with Rock and Roll Express versus Harlem Heat with Sherry and Colonel Parker for the tag title championships. Uh, Shivani mentions that he was present for Rock and Roll Express's first tag t- title win out of their five. So, jeez, shows you some longevity looking at right this there. Twenty.
0: 20- and we're looking at this twenty-five years later as well. So. <laughs> that was. And those guys
2: are still putting on matches. <laughs> exactly. They still are. Yep. Colonel uh, uh, Parker and Cherry are squabbling, and Booker keeps telling him, you know, Parker to get his ass back into the game. Um, at some point during the match, it's weird. Those in those four open seats, uh, somebody with a badge, a noticeable. ID badge sits in those seats and spends like the next two minutes trying to take the badge off and stuff it into his pocket. It (laughs) distracted me from the match. Not that much was going on anyway. It was just fucking hilarious. Uh, Sherry tries to do the whole kiss thing to Gibson, but he shoves her to the floor. Parker comes in to defend her honor and immediately gets cold cocked. Uh, Harlem, he takes advantage uh, and wins the match. So it's, it's what you expect. It worked. It did what it was supposed to do uh after that uh, what i thought was an interesting promo uh mean gene with the nasty boys uh they're going to be facing luger and sting in the main event uh gene's asking them about the new world order and uh, you know hogan being a friend of theirs and they basically say listen you know you know hogan did what he had to do he can do what he wants and we're going to do what we want and luger and sting basically come out and confront him and say wait a minute wait a minute Whose side are you taking? And the Nasty Boys are like, we're taking the same side. We always take our side. It's probably the most relevant thing the Nasty Boys have done in their time so far since we've watched this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of theirs necessarily, but um, it, it, it cements their position as kind of tweeners almost. Certainly more on the heel side, but, uh, you know, we're not going to defend him But at the same time, fuck it. He can do what he wants and we're going to do what we want. So I, I kind of liked it. It's funny you it, say it that. Simple. I was like,
0: eh. I don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, ultimately, I don't care either. You know what else I don't care about? What came up next, which was another Glacier promo. Uh, after that, we got Malia Hosaka with Sonny Ono versus Medusa. Um, you know, I, I, we, maybe we've mentioned this before, but I didn't never really thought about the fact that Medusa looks like an American gladiator with that outfit. She does. Um, I always Hosaka, thought that. Yeah. Hosaka goes to put on a figure four. It took her like 20 seconds. It was really uncomfortable. Uh, during. Wait, what match, do I do with uh... this leg? Yeah, exactly. Uh, during the match, a limo arrives backstage. They obviously pointed out it's probably the NWO. Um, and Medusa gets pinned while Ono holds onto her legs during the pin. Uh, and they're just gearing up towards uh, Hogwild. So there you go. Uh, We get a promo for Saturday night, which is going to be the pre-show for Hogwild because Hogwild is a Saturday show. I remember that. It was a blast when I was putting the the timeline together for this season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got Benoit with Woman and Liz versus Alex Wright. Bro, woman. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Look at that, I said she, it like so many times. Heard, her yeah. outfit
2: must have been for Benoit that night because <laughs> she hasn't worn something like that before.
0: You kill Das Wonder Kid, you get this wonderful body.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll run with it. I'm with you. I can look at you. Uh, Jimmy Hart apparently has a deal with Dean Malenko uh, that if he takes out Benoit, Malenko will get another shot at the cruiserweight title. Uh, so Jimmy Hart comes down, starts talking to woman. Uh, Is talking down Liz and Benoit trying to recruit woman. Malenko comes down and actually grabs woman by the arm. Very uncomfortable to see. Uh, Benoit obviously goes after Malenko, and Benoit gets counted out for two matches in a row. Uh, And this is the first time since we've been in the Disney MGM studio that they've used the palm tree for a spot. Yep.
0: (laughs) Like, why did it take you so long? I would have done that, like, first week.
2: It was great. I was so excited. I'm like, finally. Yeah, ramp somebody's head into that fucking yeah. thing. It's perfect.
0: Make a fucking make a coconut uh, fall.
2: Uh, so uh, we're approaching hour two, and I think this is not the first time that they've done this where they've put in Steven Regal in a match approaching hour two just to get beat. Matter of fact, I don't think it's the first time they've done it approaching hour two with Macho Man. Um, but they make it a point to say that Bischoff and Heenan are nowhere to be found. So Shivani and Zabisco are going to keep running commentary. Uh, during the match, Sting and Luger come to the ring and they sit down in those open seats. I got distracted. I was watching them trying to interact with, uh, the, the, the fans that were sitting next to him. Uh, Sting certainly did it more than Luger, uh, but Macho wins clean and quick. And then Luger and Sting go down to the limo. They open the door and they pull out a bouquet of flowers. With a little message that says, condolences on the death of WCW. Uh, mean Gene is in the ring with Macho afterwards. Sting and Luger end up joining. Mean Gene to a fan in the in the crowd. Knock it off with the Matlock jokes, guy from New York. <laughs> Fucking Gene.
0: Most random thing ever. Fucking
2: Gene. You gotta <laughs> love him. You gotta love him. Um, Sting kind of cut a hammy promo. Uh, and, and Macho wants uh, Sting to hold the flowers up so he can kick a two point conversion through it. Or two point, one point. Uh, and he kicks them. It was actually a pretty good kick. I'm surprised he didn't break his it foot because there's a big wooden board down the ball of him. And then the limo pulls away. Um, then they go back to Zabisco and Shivani. Zabisco has massive under boob sweat in that polo shirt.
1: <laughs> it was
2: hard to miss. I'm sorry I had to put it in there, but I had to put it in there uh another recap of the previous <laughs> <laughs> dude it is what it is bro i can't help you listen no got, it was it was i got some titties too i know what it's like you know no hate no hate <laughs> uh another little recap of saturday we actually night
0: get a uh a, a titty uh hat trick today
2: <laughs> <laughs> we do a recap of the previous saturday night uh flare had a match against chavo and wouldn't release the figure four. Eddie comes out to rescue him. So Eddie and Chavo kind of cut up more. More so Eddie cuts a promo on Flair. Uh, and then Ray cuts a promo also on the New World Order. Uh, after that, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We got Booty Man with the Booty Babe versus Ric Flair with the woman Liz and Deborah. Uh, Arn Anderson ends up following after him with a steel chair, kind of keeping watch with the rest of the security guards of the wrestlers. Uh, Mongo and Benoit are out there keeping watch as well. Uh, Heenan ends up coming out to ringside for the broadcast and says he's been waiting backstage for Bischoff uh, hasn't seen him. Uh, basically what ends up is Flair gets the figure four in, and then before Booty can tap, Benoit Mongo just run in and just beat the shit out of him. Meanwhile, you've got to figure that booty Man, while technically not in the dungeon of doom at this point, was in the dungeon of doom as Zodiac. And he's basically got his entire stable out at ringside, who doesn't do anything to help him. Uh, Arn Anderson goes after Booty's leg with the chair. I mean, Gene enters the ring. Uh, Flair gets the figure four. And again, Gene's screaming, to, telling him to stop. Um, and Arn Anderson quotes the untouchables. And I didn't write the quote. Oh, no. Arn Anderson says, they bring a knife, you bring a gun. They send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. Fucking love that great line. quote.
0: And I love Arn's the best one for that. Yep. That was he delivered it amazing.
2: And the thing was he was wearing the glasses. Yep. He was wearing the glasses. What kind of motherfucker can wear those glasses <laughs> and even in twenty twenty one still look like a badass? Still,
0: yeah, I was going to say, even now watching it back, that's yep. funny.
2: Still looks like a badass. Um, And they basically say, oh, Hogan, this is your boy. This is your boy. Basically saying it's Brutus without saying it's Brutus. This is yep. your boy. You want us? Come and get us. Fucking great. Because it's it cool. took me cool a while. corresponds
0: to last week.
2: It took me a while to realize, like, Oh yeah, that's Brutus. That's Hogan's boy. Like, that's Hogan's right. boy. Like if anybody's yeah. Hogan's boy, it's him. That boy that dude wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for Hogan.
0: And, and smart Flair movement. I thought it was really awesome response
2: to last week's invasion. It was yep. so cool. Flair said this is your boy. You want retribution? Come and get us. Loved it. Fantastic. Uh, they do a recap. It was actually a really long recap of the NWO attack from last week, followed up by the NWO promo, but it gets cut short because Luger and Sting are in the production truck telling them to stop the promo. And they're basically a- accusing the production staff of being on the NWO payroll. And then at the end, Sting says something about going to get free Mountain Dew. Don't know where that came from. Weird. Uh, then we get uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman with Teddy Long versus the Giant with Jimmy Hart. Uh, they do a Hog Wild promo. Uh, Bischoff still hasn't been cited. This is a squash match as expected. Uh, Giant is about to, after winning, goes for a second choke slam on Pittman, and Teddy Long asks him to stop, and he does. So he choke slams Teddy Long. Watching <laughs> the Giant give Teddy Long a choke slam, I, I, I take that as a bonus. That was pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, and then mean Gene gets in the ring, the limos back, uh, another solid promo by the giant man, man, you know, watching back all these episodes, you know, all this shit, the giant was giant back then. Yep. Like, I, intended, like, no props. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like enough props is paid to him during that time. Dude, you had to contend with the NWO. You had to contend against going against WWF during that time, at the beginning of the wars. It wasn't even really a war at that point when Giant came in. He started in the Dungeon of Doom. He had to deal with that whole monster truck fiasco. Yeah. And he's the fucking world champion. He's cutting good promos, and he's blowing through legends. Legends. I was
0: going to say, he's and he's, he's been cutting, or he's been... A solid worker for the entire year of '96 so far. From everything we've seen, they're yeah. getting the best push they should have. That was smart. They did a good job with him.
2: Absolutely. For now. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: we'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we got another Glacier promo. I'll skip past that one. Mm. Uh, we'll be here next so week. we get uh, the Nasty Boys versus Sting Luger in the, in the main event. Um, they do a Saturday Night Recap. Remember, Macho got his briefcase back. Yeah. Well, he mm-hmm. lost it yep. again. Because on Saturday night, Deborah and Mongo came back and stole it. Uh, fantastic. So, so, hey, macho, baby, I got your money. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Steiner brothers end up coming up ringside for this match. Um, uh, one of the nasty boys goes to clothesline Luger while they're out on the floor. He misses, hits Rick. Rick hits him back. Uh, ends up being a Scorpion Deathlock for the win. No surprise, Mean Jeans in the ring. Uh, when Mean Jeans in the ring, uh, they actually cut like with like three, four minutes left in the episode. Uh, they go to commercial, uh, and when they come back, there's two little kids in the ring with Sting and Luger, uh, and they give them a little shout out, and uh, the kids leave. Uh, and then they they spend like two minutes teasing, going back to the limo because it's back again. So yep. Mean Jean and Sting and Luger all go back out there. Uh, Security, you know, uh, Norton and the Faces of Fear and Bubba follow them. Uh, Sting opens the door to the limo. Somebody throws something at him. The door closes. The limo pulls away. They look at it, and the bag says Turner on it. They open it up. There's a note in there. It says Note from the NWO. Ray was right. There are four guys, or are there five? See you in Sturgis. And there you go.
0: It's a Good cliffhanger to get you towards a paper, and vote. they
2: actually cut out early because a lot of what happened afterwards, uh, as far as what was in the bag and then what the note said, was actually after the show stopped airing, it was an extra right. afterwards, so you didn't see it on the live recording back in the day, you had to wait until Saturday night.
0: Exactly. I'm uh, I'm excited about watching Hogwild, I only remember. The main event, to be honest with you, that's all I remember. So I'm excited about seeing the whole pay-per-view. Just, I'm going to be watching it this week. And hope you guys are going to be joining us next week when we talk Hogwild, we talk Monday Night Wars, and we also talk the top 20, or no, 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 the top 10 SummerSlam events of all time. And I'm, I'm excited because we keep talking about, man, AEW All Out coming up. We got TakeOver. Again, good shit's on the way. Good top stuff that we're going to bring you each and every week, and as we always like to do, when I bid you a farewell, ODM loves to leave us all with his quote of the week from our movie of the week. This week I'm going to have him do it in the form of Enzo Amore. God damn it! Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bro, your revolution
2: is over, alright, Mr. Professor. Condolences! The bums lost! My advice, do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. The bums will always lose. You hear me, Professor? The bums will always lose. I'm not Andrew Dice Clay. I'm Enzo O'Murray. Bro, Dusty's my mentor. See, I, I don't trust you because I have a funny feeling you might do one of them. All right, minor only
0: one. songs, huh? Minor songs, CCR and Kenny Rogers. I'm just oh. going to at boom, some point boom, sing
1: boom, that. Boom, Yo. boom, boom, boom,
2: boom, 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 boom. All right, hold on. So let me copy this then. Because wait, how'd that go? I'm not doing it again. <laughs>